Hey guys, Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out Rogue Intel Prime with Duff and Chris. Anything goes in this podcast of infinite possibilities. The gang are sure to entertain with their take on the latest news, commentary, and review of, well, whatever the hell they feel like. Check out Rogue Intel Prime on RogueIntel.com. Nerdcast ready to live in a world, a PC world, a world going to madness with human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Hysteria. <laughs> no! Mass hysteria. I, I sold it. You know what? That's the intro. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Dang it. To the powerful Nerdcast. I don't feel like editing this out. And you know what? Sometimes these little flubs are what we look for in Welcome life. Welcome to real life. Yes. You know? Welcome to We're episode 32. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. I can't even say the word. Uh, so, hey, Rob, how's it going, man? You are our guest today on the Powerful Nerdcast. Thank you so much for uh, being here. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We like to bring new people on, and Rob's been longtime bro of all of us here. So now he's what? on the Powerful Nerdcast. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, what do you think about these five things? <laughs> I love them. Yeah, great, man. <laughs> uh, all right, anywho, uh, we got a lot of cool things to talk about today, guys. Uh, of course, we're going to highlight this brand new rap video by Little Dicky, which is called Save That Money, which is pretty ridiculous, but I think it's really well made. We're also going to touch on uh, last week's episode of South Park, which has really upset the uh, the Twitter community, in particular the social justice warriors. Uh, we're also going to talk about the fall anime lineup that's coming up just next week. It's going to be really exciting. And, of course, we have this big Yahoo list, which is just, that's the thing I think I'm most excited about. Yahoo has decided to make this list of Spielberg's best movies from worst to best. All 29, in fact. And uh, I really think that's what we should open with, just because I'm I'm just so jacked to see this. And I'm just so angry about this whole list. Because, <laughs> Rob, you're, you're a big Spielberg fan. A big Spielberg fan, just big movie fan in general. Um, so, you know, I've seen... About 80-90% of these movies, I haven't seen them all, but I've seen enough to know that this order is completely off. <laughs> um, well, yeah, with Spielberg make, making uh, so many movies, it's almost impossible to make that list right for everyone. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, the, the way I kind of looked at it and the way I kind of analogized it uh-huh. was that it's like ranking all of Leonardo DiCaprio's roles. He did so well in just about every single one of them. It's hard for you to... There's that one he did after the Titanic, the jungle one. Oh, yeah. Well, that that one's... No. That's bad. I don't even know what you're talking about. This. What about uh, Romeo and Juliet? That was before. No, no, no. Yeah. All his other stuff is good. I'm just... That's the one role I did. The Beach. The Beach. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the Beach. Yeah, the Beach was a bad one. The Man in the Iron Mask wasn't all that great. It's still okay, Leo. but he's still done a thousand other good things. You know, let's, <laughs> let's be honest though; he's still really good. But I, we don't have a Leonardo DiCaprio list. We have a Spielberg list. So we do. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, just jump right in with number twenty-nine, which is nineteen ninety-one's Hook. I don't like this movie. I'm okay with it being ranked the worst because <laughs> I'm I'm not. I think I don't believe the hook. I don't like the hook. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Dustin Hoffman. It's Robin Williams. Uh, I mean, I think they play well off each other. Um, I believe in like the zany Robin Williams, Peter Pan thing. Um, you know, I believe that he grew up, and I, I, you know, as a kid, I loved watching this movie. I mean, you go from Aladdin into this, or this into Aladdin. I don't know; it doesn't make a difference. But it was just around that same time, and I mean, Hook was like 
that childhood like favorite of mine and it 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 hurts a little bit to see that it's at 29 uh, it sucked Corey. what is what's your take uh, damn you <laughs> uh julia roberts was really hot as tinkerbell uh that's really oh, my indeed take. yes that's one of my main takeaways from hook but you know what a boner to, <laughs> you know what that's two things you could take away from that movie well i but, guess uh, he did grow up in neverland yeah oh. <laughs> okay well uh third star and right on to the morning all right let's go back to fucking hook for a second for me this is one of my favorite movies as a kid uh and because of that i have a lot of nostalgia for the film uh, but I can definitely see the faults in it. But every single time I watch it, I just it just puts a big smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, like the rewatchability for me is that I can go back and watch this a few times. I mean, I'm not gonna sit there all day and watch the movie, but I mean, I can still go back and watch it. Yeah, that's you have fond memories about. of this movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You go mm. back and watch that and still have fun. I don't with like it, that but... movie either. But well, you know what? I <laughs> fucking love Roger Rabbit. It's an interesting that's movie. That's a movie that's like a fine wine, man. Every year it gets You know, better. I haven't watched it in a while, but I just didn't like it as a kid. I know that for sure. For some reason, it just didn't work with me. It scared me as a kid. You know, the, the part that Judge scared Doom. me as a kid, as soon as his eyes started bulging out and he went up into that really high voice, that's what threw me off. Dude, that was that's still fucked up. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> right? What are you guys talking Christopher about? Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Um, right at the end of the movie, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, he's a fucking tune. Um, <laughs> but... Christopher Lloyd, Doc fucking Brown from Back to the Future is a tune uh, throughout the entire movie. And what he ends up doing at the end, he comes out as the tune and his eyes bulge out like out of his like real head. Yeah. But they're cartoon eyes that bulge out. Okay. So it's like a special effect. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it looks creepy as it, all it does. hell. And he gets this high squeaky voice, like munchkin land type voice. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it was creepy as hell when you were a kid. Well, it's funny, though, because you go back, and I know we're really getting off track here, but this... Fuck it, there's like no this. track. Um, what's funny about that movie is, like, when you're a kid, you know, it's cartoons, it must be a kid's movie. It is a freaking film noir, like, gangster movie. It is. It's like, a, it's a horror film noir style movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so horrific looking mm-hmm. back at it. It's like, my parents actually let me watch that? Yeah. That I mean, that always surprised me going back and looking at all that stuff my parents let me watch. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's Hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get back to this. <laughs> wow, this is going to take a while. Okay, War Horse <laughs> we, is 28. We, 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 we got to Hook and somehow it evolved into Roger <laughs> Rabbit. You know what? Let's go ahead and go to number 28. Here we I, go. I can say, first off, I've never seen this movie, so I, I can't. I have to like bow out of saying War anything Horse. about it. Is this, is this like the... Uh, marley and me equivalents oh god not not quite i've <laughs> actually of war i've actually seen this movie it's all about this kid who decides he's gonna take in a horse uh surprise surprise and um that horse actually ends up getting brought into i believe it's world war one and it's how the horse kind of survives all of the all of the events of world war one yes it's overly sentimental but overall Does i thought ho- it was horse have like a voiceover or something like, no no no, no. it's on. just there, there's basically no talking by the horse it's <laughs> just the horse being the horse it's almost like if homeward bound didn't have any voices to it how is that interesting that's why it's at 28 okay oh, i got Jesus. you next one <laughs> Okay, 27, always. Now, I have I not seen I haven't that. seen it. Corey, you seen it? I'm an uncultured fuck. I don't know what always is. Never heard. Okay, Twilight Zone, the movie. <laughs> God, 
why is this so fucking high on the list? The Twilight Zone movie is amazing. I'm very passionate about that film. You know what? For this one, I have actually never seen the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, God. I have so never seen it. Now, here's the thing about the Twilight Zone movie. Which, what are these? You know, Maybe I don't know these. Uh, well, obviously, Twilight Zone movie is uh, it's based on the series itself, Twilight Zone. And uh, as opposed to being like a brand new story, it's like an anthology movie that's like a remake of certain episodes from the series. So if you have seen those episodes, it might be kind of a bore because you know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Because that's the best thing about Twilight Zone is like the twist usually at the end of the episode. Uh, but what's really great is that each of the segments was done by a different director. So Spielberg only worked on one part of this movie, but his segment was incredibly memorable. And uh, out of all of the other segments in the movie, his was very heartwarming. All the other ones were like horror stories. Okay. Like his ended with like, it still had like a whimsical nature about it. And you know what? I don't even want to give it away. Like if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's awesome. It's a great anthology horror film. It's got a lot of big stars in it. It opens up with this like big opener with Dan Aykroyd. It's really fantastic. Okay. It's got John Lithgow in... Uh, did you ever see the Twilight Zone where there's uh, the creature that's on the wing? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Who hasn't, there's something like, on it, the wing. Well, it, it's this old Twilight Zone. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. William I have Shatner. seen that, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a, there's a big something original part. On the wing. On the wing. Something. <laughs> How, are we all going to do it? Are we all going to do it? Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's your take on William Shatner. But uh, they remade that with John Lithgow, and that one's creepy as shit. It's just... Oh, it's awesome. I love that movie. Okay, next. Indiana Jones and the... Can you believe this is ahead of things? That's bullshit. Why is, <laughs> why is Crystal Skull... All right. Th this deserved to be fucking last. 29. This is an awful movie. The only thing that brought this back was Indiana Jones. And that is it. What? It wasn't Shia LaBeouf? No, Shia LaBeouf can lick a chode, all right? <laughs> I hate Shia LaBeouf for what he did in this movie. He was just making his dreams come true, man. Well, he was making his dreams come true, but he was taking all of our dreams away from us. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. Um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. My favorite thing about that movie is the sound effects when people get punched. Yeah. It's so bad, it's amazing. I mean... It's, uh, they really tried to sell it, like, old school. I don't know. They, they tried to make it a carbon copy of the old ones and yeah. failed miserably even when it was just copying i can't talk about this anymore we need to move so on so i think we know that 24 the terminator terminal the terminator the terminal terminator <laughs> 4 <laughs> i've lost terminator count. 4 i lost count of all the terminators at this point um, he's become a terminal right, for termination so, uh, who's a big fan of the terminal so i am i thought it was heartwarming i i, I thought it was a good movie I didn't think it was one of his best. I think it belongs I wish, right about here. I w did Tom Hanks end up? He did end up getting laid by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. So you know what? Kudos. It yes. should have been higher. God, I haven't <laughs> seen the movie, but where has Catherine Zeta-Jones been? She, uh, well, yeah, she married Michael Douglas. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Ant Man. Ant Man. Okay. All right. What is well, Amistad. <laughs> Never saw it. Never saw it. I just know jokes about it. That's it's about me it. Me too. <laughs> I'm, I recall a scene from, I believe it was Scary Movie 1 or 2, where uh, they have this uh, slave go up on the ship, and he gets up to the edge, and he does the, I'm the king of the world! And oh. then the slave owner like actually has a whip behind him and hits him, and then the title comes up, Amistad 2. Oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> yeah, I think it was from Scary Movie Scary It was movie pretty too. fucked up. Yeah. It was like, oh, uh... Uh, you, didn't, you didn't think a conversation or a little fun fact about Scary Movie would show up in a Spielberg list, did well, you? Well, yeah, really. All right. <laughs> Next. 
We have 1941. Again, I don't know anything about that. Again, I I, I do not. I don't know anything about it. I know the theme song, and that's about it. So I think we need to move on from that one. Okay. Uh, 21, The Lost World Jurassic Park. Easily Um, the worst Jurassic Park. No, no, no. Yeah. Three is way worse in every single yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, three is way worse. Two had fun moments. Mm-hmm. Two was great because you get to see uh, straight acting from Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh, yeah. there, was, there was no comedic elements in that. He was just an asshole in yeah. that movie. He couldn't afford to just be him yet. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he had to earn that right. He hadn't made Wedding uh, Crashers yet. Uh, I, I liked it a lot, mostly as a kid. Like when I saw it in theaters for the first time, uh, I thought it was like really scary. Actually, like all the jump out parts and all just the yeah. action scenes were really intense. And, uh, and now that had... I just I'm just so desensitized. And now when I rewatch it, I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. It but had I... it had more dinosaurs. It mm-hmm. just it just uh, wasn't as good as the first. It did, and I, I feel as though. It didn't bastardize the franchise like mm-hmm. the third one did. Yeah. Like at least or rape they were... it, like for money. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, but it was a nice general progression, or uh, yeah, it's just a general progression um, from the first one. I, I think they it was a, it was logical. Um, they stole a T Rex. Greatest yeah. movie, yeah. but seeing a T Rex eat a dog, I mean, that kind of wins. Yeah. Drinking out of a pool, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole final scene, if you just if you just turn off your brain a little bit and kick back and relax, mm-hmm. that whole scene's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Not to mention, I loved that raptor scene, like, when they were in the fields and everything. Oh, yeah, I that was cool. I still honestly believe that's, like, one of the coolest shots Spielberg's ever done. It's just so freaking awesome and atmospheric. So, uh, Jurassic World, it's good. It's worth a watch. Definitely worth a Lost watch. Lost World. Lost World. Lost Not World. Jurassic World. But Jurassic World's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yes. Not in the same situation. Uh, the Color Purple, that's an intense movie. Never actually saw that one, and I feel bad for saying that. Me yeah. too. What's it about, Christian? Hit us up. <laughs> well, pretty much it's a, is this the one? Let me, uh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg plays like this woman that just has a horrible life. And it's like back in the day when slavery just got abolished. Mm. So like uh, her husband is pretty much owns her, like treats her like a slave because that's Man. all they know Spiel- back then. Spielberg can jump all over the genres, can he? Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he really kind of takes that breath. He can go from ultra serious to like fun campy Indiana Jones type stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. And uh uh the uh Glover, Dan, Danny Glover. Is mm. Daniel or Daniel? Uh Danny Glover? Yeah, Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Yeah. He's in it. He's the uh he's the husband, the asshole husband. Murdoch. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, Murdoch. He's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> and that movie is intense and it's just back in the day and people could get away with weird ass shit back in the day cuz there were no cops and stuff. Okay. You know, it's it's fucked up. Uh it's real headpiece. What about this one? Munich. Munich. I haven't seen it. Heard it was good. It's it, it's good. It's just a good action kind of thriller. You know what it reminds me of? That that one that uh Batman made. Uh who's uh Ben uh, Ben Baffleck? Ben Baffleck. <laughs> but Ben Baffleck oh, he yes. was the Israeli one. Um yeah, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. The, I can't think of the not name without of the name my movie. Affleck. <laughs> Corey, help us here. You don't I remember? Do, I don't know what you're talking Agro about. Agro or something. What Argo. 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 Yeah. Fargo oh, and Munich. It was Argo. Argo and Munich. Feel like Thanks for the help, there, Corey. Sorry. That was amazing. All right. Uh, but yeah, they feel like the same movie to me. Munich mm. and Argo. Yeah. They have a similar some, tone. Yeah. Uh, what about this one? All right, I'm learning something today. I don't know a I lot don't of know. Spielberg movies. Yeah, 
Um, oh, look. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. I remember that one. <laughs> All right. Okay, so no, this... no, no. number 16, Sugarland. Does anybody have anything to say? No, no. <laughs> no. Fuck Sugarland. <laughs> okay, Let's move on. Saving Private Ryan. This is where I get angry. Mm. Saving Private Ryan at number 17? Are you kidding me? This should have been so much higher. Top five. Top ten. Top five, at least top ten. Yeah. I mean, that opening 20 minutes is possibly the most intense 20 opening 20 minutes what, what's one of the deaths you remember the most that stands out from the first 20 minutes uh just the, one just, just one. one the one that stands out the most yeah the the guy who uh he's putting his intestines back in okay mine is with the guy that gets his helmet shot and then goes, whoa and takes his helmet off and looks like yes shot yes head. what's yours Corey? uh this is the one i believe where the guy like he has to his arm gets blown off and, and he ends up picking he has it to up literally pick up his own arm like just Oh my god, that's so, so messed up. So it was a crazy scene, and we all remember for like different reasons. Yeah, all fucked know. up reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, granted. <laughs> yeah, but, but it I was mean, powerful. It's, it's really well shot. You know? It's a powerful it movie, and it deserves to be like number five minimum. Easy. Yeah. So, so okay, they fucked up here. Saving Private Ryan, it's know. awesome. Let's, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, oh why is that? Yeah, yes. Yes. No, yes. I'm angry. Yes, see? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, man. All it took was one scroll down. <laughs> uh, number 16, War of the Worlds? I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, I, yeah. Just. Uh, it, it, it hurts so bad. Okay. What, this What's one. her name? The little girl in that movie? Uh, I don't Dakota know. Dakota Fanning. The it doesn't Fanning. matter. God dang it. All she does is scream in that movie. Ugh. Uh, 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 the, 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 the dumb little kid in the movie the son of tom cruise that ended up being goku in the live action dragon ball movie him being in that movie led to him making them a live action dragon ball movie that pisses me off justin chatwin oh god (laughs) and he uh he's ahead of uh saving private ryan that 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 hurts so bad okay all right now let's see what's next yeah okay indiana jones and the last crusade good indiana jones movie i don't know if it's my favorite it's uh they're all better really hard to say no, I mean, I think they did a good job coming back from such a dark tone in Temple of the Doom. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it was fun. It was campy. Sean Connery, Harrison Ford. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've mean, never uh, seen this one all the way through, but I've seen most of it. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's got its moments, you know. it's. I, I think it's better than Temple of Doom. I'm not sure if it's Raiders. I mean, Raiders is just... No. Raiders is Raiders. Ra- <laughs> Raiders is Raiders. But, I mean, they have some really good scenes in here. Um, like the end with the, with the chalice mm-hmm. where they had to pick the, uh, the cup of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, funny thing. We were just at dragon con. Um, I believe that actor's name is Julian Glover. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. yeah, we got to see him. He's, He's also in, Game in Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, we yeah. got to watch a panel with him. He was absolutely hilarious. Him and the dude that plays Hodor. Yeah. Oh, oh that was so fun. That would have been good. But I got yeah. a, I got a <laughs> selfie with the Hodor guy. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it was he's awesome. a big he, he man. Shows the, uh... Oh, I know he is. He's huge, and he's a DJ. Ironically enough, yeah, he mixes. Yeah. He he's mixes. He mixes. What were you saying, Corey? Uh, but like, yeah, he was the guy. I think he uh, he chose the wrong chalice, and then he turned into mm-hmm. a skeleton. Yep. Yeah. He was uh, he was the Nazi. <laughs> but yeah, Last Crusade. Um, I'd say it's it's a pretty appropriate place. Yeah. Let's let's okay. move on. Empire of the Sun. Empire haven't the seen Sun. it. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it either. Okay, I haven't no, seen it. Duel. Duel oh. thirteen. That was actually his, I believe it was his first movie that he ever made. Mm-hmm. So, haven't seen it, um, but it's his first movie. I don't expect it to be very good, to be completely honest with you. Um, at 13, no. 
that should have been at the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I got to say about Duel. Yeah, I haven't seen it. No Duel for me. The Adventures mm-hmm. of Tintin. I don't know about this one. Uh, all I can really comment on is that the animation is uh, it's interesting. It's like one of those weird mixtures of it's like trying to make it, yeah. yeah, it's like, to me it looks creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's something about taking an animated character and like, you can only take them so far to looking like a human. And when you do that, you start crossing this border in Uncanny yeah. Valley and it just starts to get kind of creepy looking. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of that animation type. I wish they would have done better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of wish it would have been a live action, to be completely honest with you. It probably should have been. But then again, every time I see, like, a character that's adapted from, like, a comic strip or, like, is illustrated in some sense, it's like, why not just go straight old school animation with it? You know, and th- that's just something I could harp on in an entire, like, podcast in itself. Is just, you know, I like animation a lot. And I think CG animation is cool, but I definitely prefer hand-drawn. Granted, yeah. I mm-hmm. I will give you that. There there's it, it's warmer. Mm-hmm. There's more emotion that gets put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably because I'm an anime fan, but like that's probably that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, the Adventures of Tintin. If you're an animation buff, check it out at least. Um, but I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah, it, I mean, you think it should have been good with Spielberg mm-hmm. and uh, help me out. Um, was it Zemeckis? No, Lord of the Rings, help me. Uh, Peter, oh, Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spielberg and Peter Jackson, you think it should have been pretty good. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian's, Christian's looking at the trailer for it right now. Okay, now I see some people. Yep. Oh, so it's uh, it's like uh, Polar Express. Exactly. Yeah, that's that exactly what it is. creepy as hell. Really? I always found Polar Express to be charming in its yeah. own way. It's like those those mannequins, man. No, I found the book to be charming. I, I I did not find the movie to be charming. Yeah, it looks interesting though. Yeah, like I said, if anything, the animation is good though. You know. Okay, so right, catch so me yeah, if you can. I love catch me if you can. It's good. Speaking of Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. earlier, yeah, that um, that's a hell of a performance on his behalf. In that I mean, movie. that that was just an amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you know the pacing was done well. I thought that he made some smart editing choices. He definitely made a great casting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and having Leo DiCaprio run that movie, mm-hmm. I, perfect movie. I thought that movie was absolutely perfect. It definitely had its moments. Like Leonardo, uh, when Leo's like going crazy at the end or like mm-hmm. uh, when he first starts understanding how the money works or when he mm-hmm. writes a bad check to fuck that hot chick. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. he's like, whatever. I got I this. Seen the movie in years, but yeah, it is. It's pretty damn. Good. It's it's very very good. I'm surprised people don't talk about it more. That's what's also cool about this list. It's reminding me about all the classics. Mm-hmm. So we got Jurassic Park at ten. Okay. Wow. Let me just this say is this starting right off now. the top ten. This is sacrilege. This should be top five. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what. I know it's look. I, I know the script is not the tightest in the world, but this movie is freaking revolutionary. This movie yes. made me love movies. This is when I started caring about like seeing these things and taking them seriously. And just, it's amazing that this movie that came out in 1993, its effects that are CG, not, I'd say 50% of the time, look better than any CG that comes out today. Yeah, Blows I mean, my mind. And the you know the T Rex scene, oh, um, the the T Rex scene, just the tiny little touches he did where he looked had you show the uh, passenger side rear view mirror. Objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the snout was right there. I mean, those are the little touches I think he did really, really well with mm-hmm. this. I mean, granted, you had some flubs where 
the T the Rex comes out of the paddock, and then ten minutes later, it's now a cliff. Did he fly over? I don't know. The- my, my answer to this is there are blueprints of the park which show that the area is technically blocked off and the animals can't get down there. Okay. Yes. I know it's right. nerdy as crap, but I'm like, I'm, I'm such a hey, Jurassic Park geek. I, you will have to show me this because <laughs> that, that has been one of my big flubs and I'm like, come on guys. Oh no, I thought about it too. It, it totally makes sense when you look at it in the movie, but it's it's because of something they actually couldn't show. Okay. But, uh, but no, like that, the whole escape scene with the T-Rex the to me is the greatest dinosaur like thing in cinema like it's just so perfectly paced and tense and scary and exciting and it's a great mixture of cg and practical effects and just oh it, it just i've seen it a million times and it still gets my heart racing mm-hmm. jurassic park is good mm-hmm. it uh freaked me out i had a poster of the uh t-rex like pulling apart the car you know when it like steps on the car nice. and everything. is it like uh, the, the tires like hanging off of its jaw yeah all that stuff it was great okay number nine indiana jones of the temple of doom i don't really like this movie and i do good god this is fucked up man how Why the is... hell is jurassic park after temple of doom yeah oh so <laughs> temple of doom for me i mean could be in the 20s and i'd be i happy. I, I think it should be in the teens um, it should be before freaking Last Crusade. That's all I gotta say. What in terms of like you think this one's worse? I think this one's way worse than Crusade. Really? Yes, and you know why? Willie. Yeah, she was kind of a whiny bitch. Yeah, yeah. I, she she uh, never her she never said anything useful the entire movie. But then you have short round to balance it out. Freaking data from the Goonies. I'm just saying, you have short round to balance it out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think his shenanigans are funny, and I ho- I love that whole opening scene uh, in in China. But just, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it's a fun movie. If anything, it still captures a lot of the spirit, and it's just a wild ride. But it's just, it's a little too dark for my tastes. Uh, but then again, Raiders had like the melting faces. So yeah, but you also have to take into account. I mean, they really did the the Star Wars. Uh, type route. When you have Empire Strikes Back, you have Temple of the Doom as the second one. Mm, it's um, very dark and like they're in big open air areas that kind of like you could say the deck of a starship or like this like underground temple thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't mind it. I mean, for me, Indiana Jones kind of has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say I that it was... I don't like this was... movie. Fuck it. Sorry, guys. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Minority Report, number eight. I'm going to be honest. This movie had some really good parts, but I don't think it deserves to be ahead of a lot of the movies. It's no, absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. I just, when I saw this movie first time, it just felt sterile. and just That's what very, they were going for. It's just not very fun. I know that's the whole like tone of the movie, but it just, to me, it made it boring. And just, I don't know. It just, the concept is cool. And there's even supposed to be, I think, like a new TV show based on it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, just, I just don't have much to say about it. Simple as that. I like... Everyone, this is the movie everyone mimics when they talk about like moving screens with exactly. your hands and yeah. stuff. This is the movie they, they all Tony mimic. Stark it. Yeah, yep. the Tony Stark it. <laughs> this is where that all came from. It's an okay movie. Check it out. Okay. Lincoln, never saw this. Daniel Day Lewis, though. I mean, it's a good movie. It is, but like, you know, I'm still iffed about Jurassic Park here. I think I've heard, <laughs> I've heard this movie had amazing set deck. I, yeah, I mean, I've heard that everything about this movie was very, very on point. And accurate. It, very, very accurate. Um, I mean, it was well acted. Um, unfortunately, I really haven't seen it much. Yeah. Uh, but I heard it was very good. So that's really all I can go based off of it. 
me. I'm a big. I, I think it's really good. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not usually a fan of those type of movies, but it's just it's. I don't know. It just had a really good tone. Um, and like you said, it was accurate. That was the most important thing. Or at least it's about as accurate as we've seen Lincoln, because I think this came out the same year where he also fought vampires. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. You no, know, it is. Yeah, it's the exact same Which time. Which I haven't seen that one yet. I need to check out that movie. Actually, this is the exact same year that Django Unchained came out, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it was wow. just a lot of that. It was that. a big Lincoln year, huh? Uh, yeah. They said it was slavery, the serious version. Django Unchained, slavery, the fun version. <laughs> <laughs> then there was like uh, Ten Years a Slave. Yeah, mm. Ten Years a Slave too. Yeah, mm. and got on to that. It was just a very dark year. Yeah. <laughs> is this right? Oh. Oh, it's so dramatic. Listen. It is <laughs> so dramatic. Listen. All right, let's move on. We can assume that Lincoln. It's a good movie. I, I, I know you guys haven't seen much of it, but check it out. It's good at least. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to take a look at it. If anything, you get to see Tommy Lee Jones in a funny wig. <laughs> I'm always down with funny wigs, and it's a lot better than Tommy Lee Jones and Batman Forever. Uh, that's a discussion for another day, but yes, yeah. it's absolutely awful. Okay, uh, let's go down. All right, number six. Oh, man, I knew this one was going to come up soon, but I expected it to be top five. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Just, are you guys familiar with that one? No. I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. It's been referenced in so many movies. Oh, yeah. 90% um, of the time, it's probably that mashed potato scene. Yeah. It's, it's it's the mashed potato scene. Um, I mean, whether it be UHF, whether it be... Oh, yeah, I'm bringing it back. UHF? I am bringing UHF. it back. Man, that movie has some real powerful oh spots God. to it. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about nerd, I'm taking it to Weird Al, okay? Oh, my God. Um, whether it be UHF, whether it be um, one of the... Uh, the was the Palmetto? trio mm-hmm. um i think i think you know what i'm talking about um whether just the, just the music at the end you know oh yeah doo, doo, doo. like it's just it's used so much um i can understand why you've probably only seen bits and pieces of it and christian why you've never seen it at all it's it's a long-winded movie with a, it's it's really it's a slow build-up um all just to see those aliens in the last five minutes of the movie um but it's it's a weird movie. It's kind of hard to describe. I'm not sure if the ending is happy or not. I mean, it's 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 happy in a sense that it's like, oh my god, we just discovered aliens and that's great. But this guy's leaving his family to go for the aliens, so it's 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 weird. Um, but it's it's got that classic Spielberg atmosphere, and it's also one of those movies. It's good for kids. It's good for adults. It's just, but it's it's heavy. I don't know. It's hard to say. Movie. But I like it. Yeah, there he is. The aliens, they're meeting them for the very first time. They communicate with them at first with music, and uh, it's just... Oh, that's where that comes from? Communicate mm-hmm. with music with the aliens? Mm-hmm. That's like a big thing. I think thing. it's, uh, I think his name is Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, Richard uh, Dreyfus. also in Jaws. I'm just waiting for that to pop up. Yeah. Um, uh, he's also, like, the lead in this movie, which I imagine... Oh, in fact, it's 1977. I didn't realize. So they got those out in the same year. Damn. 1977 was a big freaking year. Mm-hmm. This and Star Wars came out in the same year. These two amazing sci-fi films. Uh, Close Encounters is good, but I, you know, obviously more people went and saw Star Wars. Obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Close Encounters, uh, you know, I always felt as though that was the more cerebral of the two movies. Definitely. Whereas Star Wars was the campy, let's have fun with it type of movie. <laughs> exactly. So. 
Yeah, right, weren't so we talking about that earlier? Like two things being the same thing, but different versions? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. was that earlier we were bringing uh, up? Django and Lincoln. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, closing. Go- oh, I hate that that's there. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm a little appalled. Miffed here. That yeah. Jurassic Park is still exactly. in the back. And AI, artificial intelligence. Is number five. On. This is the same story that we've It's just robot freaking Pinocchio. That's all yeah. it is. I mean, granted, it was started, the whole idea was started by Stanley Kubrick, Mm -hmm. but at the same token, it's a horrible idea. Mm. I think the only person that could have pulled it off was Stanley Kubrick. I mean, nothing against, I'm not trying to throw shade at Spielberg, but this movie was bad. (laughs) Whether it be Jude Law, whether it be that little I see dead people kid, um, it doesn't matter. This movie was terrible. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't Thank good you for at all. Good, Christian. I mean, that's hard to top, but yeah, it's, it's pretty freaking bad. Well, it, it doesn't look good. I think there's some really cool Technically scenes. speaking, it's a well-made movie. The story's just a mess, though. Yeah. And the, the tone is just all over the name. And then going from really bad story with a really bright picture mm. to number four. Schindler's List. I think it deserves a spot at least. It's, yeah, I think this is the first one I feel is this in the is right without place. a doubt. I think his most powerful, heartbreaking movie. Yeah, um, you know, and they they he did so a really really good job with, uh, you know, it being in black and white as yeah. opposed to color. I thought that was a very solid, and you know, I think it was a smart choice and bold, very much so. Yeah, um, and I, I just thought it was a very it was a very powerful movie. Uh, I mean, you really do have. All the extent you have Schindler's List, but then you turn around, you have something like Jurassic Park. Um, they came out in the same year. Did they really? Did they? Yeah, ninety three. They did. Can you believe uh, that? Wow. Yeah, you're right. He it's made insane. Jurassic Park, and then he made that. Good. So beyond <laughs> totally different. In the same year. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible feat. That deserves to be like number one in and mm-hmm. of itself. You know, mm-hmm. like accomplishment as a director for sure. Yeah, but I love this movie. I always liked, you know, oh, everyone's like, it's so artistic. The girl's in the red dress. Uh, I'm like, okay, I get that. But damn it, this movie's powerful in so many other ways because some girl wore a red dress and walked through the street. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of cool things. It's like a that. timeless movie, too, especially because it's a period piece and because it's black and white. So it's yeah. just, you can always enjoy that movie. It's fucking E.T. And number three, been waiting for this one. Yeah. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Huh. I wholly believe it belongs in the top three. Oh, absolutely. This one definitely belongs in the top three. Um, I mean, first off, it broke box office records when it came out. Only to be topped by Jurassic Park. Mm. So It was the, the biggest movie at the time. It, it, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has this like child whimsy to it mm-hmm. that, I've, I, that I've always liked. Um, you, you have Drew Barrymore in there. Um, you know, pre-Scream, pre- anorexic drew barrymore um but i i thought it was just a it was a well done movie mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it i mean you can go back and watch it a lot of times it has a really great rewatchability um ouch <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to fit it in i was like i'll just go for it <laughs> but yeah no i watched this movie a ton when i was a kid and uh it's a great story it's got some i think some of the most like uh commanding story arcs in a film i've seen in a long time because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in this movie there is i mean there's a lot going on but also you know if you look at et you have those really pinnacle uh moments in the movie 
that you see in every other movie, whether it be the Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Um, whether it be E.T. in the basket. Yeah. Um, E.T. phone home. I mean, just some of the lines in the, there. Uh, like, isn't E.T. like the symbol of Amblin Entertainment, I think? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah it the is. The silhouette of him going mm-hmm. over the moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as, as a kid, um, you know, when I was a kid, I actually didn't really like E.T. that much. I actually, when I was a kid, I thought it was a little too dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there was just, there's something about the tone of the movie, which I actually think is surprising, because it's, you know, you could just say, oh, it's a fun, happy movie about a boy and his alien. No, it's, uh, there's this whole other, like, little symbolism in the story where E.T. to me is like kind of representing Elliot's like father who was never there the entire time. And that's like a whole subplot in the movie that they keep subtly, you don't never, you never notice this when you're a kid because you're like, oh, the aliens, that's all you pay attention to. But there's this whole subplot in the movie about his mother and the father never being there and everything. And then you have E.T. who finally comes into the picture and uh, it sort of tries to, it kind of turns him into a functional family for a little bit. But then it all comes crashing down when he has to go back to his home planet and everything. But other than that, I just I think it's a fun, just really inventive movie. Just I love it. Even though they decided to edit the uh, the guns out of the uh, FBI guy's hands and turn it. Into oh, that's talkies. right. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch that version. That's just so stupid. They, they literally they they still look like they're holding guns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ET definitely deserving. I think in the top three. Oh yeah, I'm still, and like I'm you still said, waiting Rob, for that damn shark it, to show up. It, <laughs> It, it's so much so a movie that uh, just has all the pieces in the right places, but it's nothing new mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And it, it just pulls it off right. Mm-hmm. So I think E.T. is going to last for a while as a top Spielberg oh, hit. Oh, number two. Oh, don't scroll down too much. I don't want to see number one because it has Don't to double be. charge me. All right. So number two, Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Uh, every single time Indiana Jones has come up in this conversation, I think we've all agreed that Raiders is the best. Easily. Easily. Yes. I mean, yes. Just, perfect action adventure movie great homage to the early like 1930s serials just ugh, just so much fun it's george lucas and steven spielberg at their best oh working absolute, together ugh. yeah and it, it, i i don't know what to say about this movie that hasn't already been said or if you haven't watched the movie you can't get from it mm-hmm. but whether it be the humor the banter between i think your name is karen allen mm-hmm. um Karen Allen and Harrison Ford, um, whether it be uh, Sala, uh-huh. um, you know, bad dates. I mean, it, there, there's so yeah. many great parts of this movie. The, the, the most lovable Nazis you've ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> just, there's just so many amazing characters and moments from that movie. Just, oh, it's, it's a movie that really does get better with age. It's just a classic. And there's no part of it that feels contrived. There's no part of it that feels like they're reusing old ideas. Uh, I, I think it was that one movie that just kind of came along and just broke everything for me. I remember watching this as, as a kid. My grandfather let me watch this movie. And ever since then, I've been hooked on it. So I think this is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's 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 a damn good film. I haven't seen it in such a long time. I need to watch it again. Yes, you do. Yeah, I don't really remember the whole thing. Oh, oh, yes, Jaws. number one is Jaws. And you know what? I totally agree. I totally think Jaws is... It's worthy. I wouldn't say... Well, how about this? I wouldn't say it's his best technically made movie, but um, without a doubt, it's the most successful I think he's ever made in terms of like showing people that movies can be like really, really crazy. And just... I don't know. Just I love this movie. I've always loved it since I was a kid. It's made me scared as shit of the ocean. <laughs> uh, just... just 
ah, it's so good. I love it, man. Uh, it made use of that one classic shot. My favorite shot in the movie is when the kid gets eaten by the shark for the first time, and they do that uh, that vertigo shot of uh, Sheriff Brody. Just ah, they they captured the sheer terror of the moment. And despite the fact that, obviously, looking at this GIF image right here, the tell. effects have not aged well at all. No, it but is awful. what's most genius about this movie is that for about 90% of that movie, you do not even see that damn thing. So when it finally does appear at the end, it is still shocking. And that just makes all the scenes at the beginning all the more scary, because you never see it. You have to use your man, uh, imagination to see all of the terror. Just, I freaking love Jaws. Like, I, I would go as far as to put it in my top ten favorite movies. I love it that wow. much. Wow. Yeah, like not even just for the whole, you know, it's a big, awesome shark movie. The overall story of, uh, you know, Sheriff Brody, who's this brand new guy who's coming to town, who uh, absolutely hates water. He hates oceans. He doesn't want to be near it, and he doesn't want to work in this town at all, and he's forced into this situation where everybody's constantly bugging him. Sharks are killing people. There's a corrupt mayor. It's just so much stuff going on. And not, and not only that, but the character of Quint, who is the old sea dog who they team up with to hunt down the shark. This guy is freaking great. He's got some of the greatest dialogue and one of the best speeches I've ever heard. One of the best drunk speeches I've ever and heard. And wasn't that Richard Dreyfus too? Richard Dreyfus is in it. Yeah, a young uh, Richard Dreyfus. He's the uh, the cocky college student who comes into town who knows like he's like a marine biologist. He knows like everything about sharks, and he clashes with the uh, the sea captain Quint all the time, and it leads to a lot of great conflict. And it's just. Ugh. Man, what a movie. <laughs> I love it. I love Jaws. <laughs> well, the one thing I can give the movie, it's um, it's Spielberg's version of Psycho in a way. Because after Psycho, <laughs> people didn't want to take a shower. Mm-hmm. I mean, women were generally scared. I mean, just, not just women, but everybody was generally scared to take a shower. Because mm-hmm. they um, thought uh, someone was going to rip the curtain away. And exactly. Um, I mean, let's be honest, though. When we take our showers, we lock our doors. Oh, I don't. No, you don't. No. You just let the freak, let, flag, freak flag fly? Yes, no, actually, no. that's exactly what I was going no, to say. No curtain, just pull on. <laughs> wave it in your face. Bring it on, Norman. <laughs> Bring it on, Norman. I don't get it. Okay, so uh, what else we got? We, we conquered the Spielberg. Psycho. We conquered the Spielberg. Yeah, but Jaws, like, Christian, what do you think about the, the shark movie? Are you not a big Jaws fan? Well, I like Jaws a lot, and I'll tell you what. It, it had the right effect on me. I did not want to swim for a yeah. long time yeah. after that. I was just like, oh, I'm not getting in the water. And I, it's even freakier nowadays because uh, sharks are, like, coming in a lot closer because we've mm-hmm. overfished so much. Uh, you know, I'm no scientist. I don't know if that's really the reason. but like, No, it sharks, is. Sharks are coming in closer to beaches more than ever. And uh, I actually saw uh, this video earlier today, and that's a kayaker was out. Oh, yeah, the hammerhead shark. Yeah, I came up and attacked him and just uh, tried to check his shit. So this is it right here. It's just like right under his kayak. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a pissed off aggressive shark, too. Like, it's not backing off. (laughs) Uh, It's going for it. And he's just beating it with With his paddle. paddle. Like, get the fuck out of here. But that's not going to hurt a shark. that's, That's just like, I mean, that's. You know, not a huge shark, but that thing would mess you up still. But like, if oh, dude, that thing could kill lights. you. If you fell in that water, that thing could kill you. Oh my god, that thing is just keeping going for him, man. That's crazy. And then it stalks him all the way back to land. Wow, that is disturbing. So I mean, you want to go in the ocean? And also, they, uh, I think they even caught like a shark that was just as big as the actual movie Jaws. Cause yeah, because that, that was a thing. Like for that, a while, that's what it was based off of. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest shark, uh, biggest great white, just got filmed a little while ago. Oh my gosh, those things literally, they're sea monsters, man. Yeah, they're about the closest you get. You know, there might be bigger ones that we don't even know about. Uh, oh, here it is, the the 20-foot-plus uh, 
make well, a shark. This, was this during Shark Week? I missed this year's Shark Week, unfortunately. Island <laughs> of the Mega Shark. I'm sorry, that just sounds fake it, shit. It sounds it, like a. It sounds like a, a spinoff of is. Sharknado. Yeah, like a sci-fi movie. Here exactly. Baby Megalodon. <laughs> Footage of the largest great white, great white Whoa. shark ever. Oh my god, that thing is freaking. That thing is like Jaws. Like that thing is ridiculous. That is the biggest damn shark <laughs> I think I've ever seen before. Oh my. That is the that is the Moby Dick of sharks. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that thing, twenty plus feet. Oh. In Mexico, you want to go swimming out there? No, I'm Not fine. Particularly, yeah. I was told to stay away from Mexican water anyway. So. Yeah, I think that uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, you don't want to drink any. Give you Montezuma's <laughs> revenge. What's also f- the thing about Jaws though is like it also pissed off. Good God, that thing's horrifying. Um, <laughs> it, it pissed off marine biologists because you know even though the movie was successful and fun, it's like well, yeah, but it's kind of made a bad name for sharks. You know, because now everybody, like, is so afraid of them, they're scared of them. They this thing's a them. big, goofy, dumb animal. Like, this is not a killing machine like uh, like Jaws. <laughs> Until like... it gets hungry. Well, yeah, Until no, but I mean... I think that thing is, I don't know. Uh, well, I more, so, I more so mean it, uh, it's not, it doesn't wake up in the morning and think about killing people like the Jaws yeah. sh- shark looked like, you know? Mm. Look at the fat avatars taking selfies. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there it is, the top five, or top 29 list. Yep. Uh, you know, a few I agree with, a lot I don't. You know, yeah. The, to me, Jurassic Park is the biggest sin. Yeah, yeah that wasn't I in mean, the top five. Like, like I told you going into this, I was not happy with this list at all. Um, I mean, it, it did some things right, but everything else... I think it did, like, two things wrong for everything right it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was awful. <laughs> Overall, I don't give this article that good of a score. But I feel like there's just some obvious ones, but maybe it's just in my friend circle uh, people agree with me. But I just don't know how you put AI... Uh, in front of, uh, like, I don't know. What do we got here? Half the list. Half the list. <laughs> How you put Catch Me If You Can in Jurassic Park way after AI. Like, that's that's so that's, ba- that's dumb. But maybe that would make it a stereotypical list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm, yeah. But uh, I think Jurassic Park also could have been number one. I could have also. I could, yeah, you could argue that. Yeah. You that that is and if an argument. Be depressed. You could make Schindler's List number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing holding it back. Like, it's just it's, when you're done watching, you're gonna feel kind of like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we learned a little bit about ourselves today. Clearly, we need to see some of the other movies that Spielberg made. We never checked out because he's made a lot. I, I you know I always just sort of picked out those movies right there, and now I know why he's such an accomplished director. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we uh, we can go through. Uh, Little Dicky. Have we already talked about that? We have not talked about Little Dicky. The Dicky. The Dickaroonie. that money. All right. So there's this uh, white Jewish rapper by the name of <laughs> Little Dicky, and he did this amazing video called Save That Money where they were going to make a rap music video where they wanted to not spend any money at all. So they went around to mansions and people with yachts and nightclubs, and they got famous rappers like T-Pain who were filming their videos. And they basically bombed their sets so they could film their video for a little bit. So that they could not spend any money whatsoever, and it would go viral. They'd shout out some businesses, and they'd make a really fun video. And uh, it's infectious as all hell. I cannot get it out of my head. Uh, I was actually telling Christian about this, because he showed me the video last week. I'm like, all right, yeah, that was funny. I'll watch it once I was done with it. Next day, I started humming the song. Next day after that, I started watching the video. Then I watched it three more times in a row, and now I can't get it out of my freaking head. Wow. Yeah. And I freaking love it. Just the overall production value of it and the fact that he could actually get away with doing all that stuff. Just so friggin' hilarious. 
Yeah. What uh, do you think, Rob? You just saw it for the first time before we started the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting uh, take on a music video. Um, I mean, first off, I thought the song was actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, All of his work is actually legit. And from what it seems like, I mean, we kind of started uh, another one right before uh, the podcast, but... Um, I, I thought the video was really, really well done. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the best part about it was that it is hysterical. Um, <laughs> it is hysterical in its depravity. It is hysterical in what he tried to get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hysterical that he managed to get away with it. Um, like, I'm surprised that he was able to crash T-Pain's music video and film his own simultaneously. Well, I think the one thing you, you may not know is that Little Dicky's actually a pretty well-known rapper. Oh, is he really? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he's got a ton of music videos. Uh, he's worked with Snoop Dogg, you know, like, he's done oh, quite wow. a few things. So, the idea that he's that well-connected and has Sarah Silverman smoking a roaches with him yeah. in the video, you know, like, he's pretty well-connected. Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so he's like a successful white Jewish rapper. <laughs> it's, it's really fun to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jufro and all. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's a really fun video. You guys should definitely check it out. He has a lot of other videos. You mentioned the Snoop Dogg one. Uh, I really me- recommend checking that one out because, uh, one, Snoop Dogg's in it, and two, it's uh, fully animated, and the animation is really, really good. It's like a, kind of a mixture of Aqua Teen Hunger Force meets Super Jail. That so, is fantastic. So check it out. It's uh, it's really awesome. But uh, you know, some people might not find uh the video all that PC. Um, oh, because we live in a PC world. Uh, at least according to South Park. Um, just last week they started up the uh next season of South Park, and what I really love about the show is how now since they air at the end of the year, uh, at the beginning of the year you get to pay attention to all of the scandals and stuff that's going on in like politics and media and sports. And you're always thinking, how in the hell is South Park going to use this as ammo for their next season? And they just went right for it in their opener, which is all about uh, social justice warriors and how basically they've turned into these frat boy bullies. And they're pushing people around. And they used a lot of examples for that. One of the big ones was the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. What they did was they had how everybody was afraid to say anything bad about Caitlyn Jenner. Whenever they would bring her up, it would be like, Caitlyn Jenner is a brave and stunning and beautiful woman who's a hero. And if you say anything else besides that, like if you disagree with it or just say, I don't think she's a hero, basically the frat boys will come out from out of nowhere, go all PC on your ass and beat the living shit out of you. That and of course they incorporated other things like the whole uh, Tom Brady deflate a gate and Brett Favre's crappy clap at the ESPY Awards and, uh, of course, there was PC Principal himself, who's this new character who was introduced, who is the new principal of the school, who is obsessed with reforming everything and making it PC. So the whole episode was just a stab against social justice warriors and how, basically, they sort of taken over all of social media and just making it an even shittier place. It's funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> funny. I, I know it's, it's really freaking heavy when I say it like that, but, yeah, it just... But it was really, you know, it's South Park, so it was pretty unapologetic about it, too. Yeah, well, that's the thing about South Park, and I actually haven't seen this episode, which I have to kind of see it now. Mm -hmm. But that's the one thing about South Park is that it always starts in one place and quickly dissolves and goes on to a completely other tangent in another place. Mm -hmm. And they're always really, really thick plot lines, Mm -hmm. at least in later seasons. Um, They're always very thick plot lines. They've always been unapologetic. And anytime they do this social satire 
Um, they always, those are my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see this. Um, I, I'm, I think they, knowing South Park, I think they pulled it off well. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, it really covered all the bases of like a typical South Park episode where like, I say South Park episodes go through like three stages. Usually there's the first stage, which is introduce a new character. Second stage is set up the story and start going through it. And the third stage is usually when there's a massacre or someone dies. That's always what happens there's always some sort of riot or there's like destruction and that's exactly the cycle the episode goes through and it's really funny how it all concludes because it's just like they take everything that's sort of been going on right now like there's hundreds of uh, pregnant mexican women there's syrian refugee children there's jared from subway it's just they come they <laughs> with the pc frat boys all in one place and they just run with it and it all ends on a Caitlyn Jenner joke and basically saying that, uh, you, you know, you don't have to agree with everyone, you know, all that stuff, you know, don't, don't you know, fold to the pressure of the social justice warriors. But, uh, it was just, it was a really clever and funny episode and it really gets me excited for what they're going to do with the rest of it. And there's a whole subplot which involves, uh, Stan's dad, Randy, where he's trying to join the, uh, the PC frat club, which is just great. What's their, what's their, their chant, Corey? It's like the, uh, uh, the, the woohoo chant. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Social justice, one, two, three, woo-woo! I want a BPC, woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> and just imagine, like, 30, like, frat guys all huddled together, like, jumping up and down saying this, and it goes on for, like, a solid minute. It's just... Awesome. it's so, And there's even more... You know, I can't even do the episode justice, but it's funny as hell, and uh, I'm really glad that it actually did piss off a lot of the, uh, the social justice warriors on Twitter. A lot of people thought the episode was offensive, uh, but that's exactly what South Park does. I mean, if you don't get offended by South Park in one manner, mm-hmm. you're not watching it correctly. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole point about South Park. Mm-hmm. They are, what, eight-year-olds? Yeah. <laughs> They're eight-year-olds cursing like sailors. Mm-hmm. They're eight-year-olds basically killing people. <laughs> um, I mean, the fact that there was an episode where you have a man in a wheelchair fight a man in crutches <laughs> a cripple fight the i'm cripple just fight. saying <laughs> the cripple fight and the whole fight is actually a parody of a fight with uh keith david and rowdy roddy piper from the movie that uh, i think it's they live it's a it's, yeah it's an amazing sci-fi movie that's a topic for another day but um yeah i mean south park is great because like you said if you're not being offended you know what's the deal because it offends everyone they make sure that everyone is going to be upset about something they're equal opportunity assholes and that's what i love about it <laughs> i know i love it man yeah and like so, comedy central doesn't tell them shit yeah, like, exactly just, just tell us when it's done and yeah. they're like we'll deliver and uh tonight's episode uh it looks like they're going to be targeting donald trump so i can't wait to see what they're going to be doing oh yes yeah it also seems like it's going to involve mr garrison running for president so i can't wait to see what they're going to do with that it's all about uh illegal immigration as well so make sure to check out this season south park it's going to be a lot of fun Ooh, i'm excited so uh, yeah, we got South Park. We uh, also the, I thought it was funny because I was looking at the news and they said the Pope was in town. And I yeah, thought that was interesting. Pope's in town to kick Satan's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting because uh, I guess this is the first Pope we've had in a while that's actually like uh, come to the. He's never been to the U.S. And I saw this mm-hmm. funny article on the Onion where it was talking about how Pope uh, takes back his comments on capitalism being a bad. Uh, economy system. Yes, because he picked up the Oreos. Because he saw how yep. many different flavors of Oreos there were. 
He's like, maybe capitalism is a good thing. Obviously, it's a joke because it's on the onion, but it was fine. I recommend the pumpkin spice Oreos. <laughs> You're such a basic I've never bitch, had Corey. Before. I guarantee they are a, a you thing. Basic bitch. You basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pumpkin season. Everything's pumpkin flavored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and get your UGG boots and your Han Solo outfit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want that vest. But you know. <laughs> Uh, pumpkin season fall season that means we got fall anime coming up and uh, we're going to end the show today by talking about some of the big shows which are going to be airing very soon some of them are going to be starting in the next week week and a half and uh rob are you you're a pretty big fan of anime i have my moments yeah um i mean not like super hardcore but i know you've seen a a good number of shows oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um i mean i've i've seen my fair share whether it be you know a few attack on titan here um you know i've seen a little inuyasha um I actually just got into Naruto or Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm slowly stepping into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, Be careful. It's slippery slope. It's a massive world and I'm scared yeah. I'm going to get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's exciting because it's, it's a new type of animation. It's a new type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just excited to find something new. Mm-hmm. I'm so. jealous that you're like experiencing this for the first time. Cause like I've been watching anime for, for so freaking long. You know, obviously we, we Super Comic Guru Nine Thousand. We review anime all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. You're watching Naruto. I think I just reviewed like the four hundredth something episode. It's still ongoing. Yeah, um, and so yeah, you got a long way to go. Well, and I'm I started on the Naruto when he was in school. Yeah, that that that's if anything, that's the best part of the story. That's not to say the later stuff is bad, but you'll know what I mean when you get there. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, I don't even know what Corey means by that because I like the later stuff more to be honest it, it's, so. it's debatable amongst fans but you'll see as you get there but take your time with the series you know don't uh go too crazy with it otherwise you'll go crazy because it's, it's freaking <laughs> ridiculous but uh naruto is a fun series i wouldn't say it's the best anime ever but there's a lot of new shows that are getting ready to start and uh one in particular that i'm really excited about it's called one punch man and uh this is this big brand new action anime series which technically it's first episode uh, aired. There was a special screening for it in Japan, and a lot of people were able to get copies of it, and they released it online, and uh, a lot of people have had access to it, but I want to wait until the actual air date of the show so I can get the official subs and see what the story's about. But the uh, actual premise is, uh, it's a story that revolves around the titular superhero who has trained so hard his hair has fallen out, and he can overcome any enemy with one punch however because he is so strong he has become bored and frustrated with winning all of his battles so easily i know that sounds crazy but here we have the preview up on the tv right now and basically this is just going to be a show that is just an excuse for over the top extreme action (laughs) and uh also just coming from a bald guy it's great to see a main character in an anime series who's badass (laughs) and bald uh that doesn't happen too often they're usually relegated to being side characters but one of the biggest uh, things about the show a lot of people have been talking about is just the action is really good, over the top, the animation is really intense, but it's also got this like uh, layer of dark humor about it. It's got a lot of humor, uh, but just, oh, this is one that I think is going to be one of the biggest hits of the fall. Um, but can, we're going to have to wait and see. I can see how this is going to play out. He's going to mm-hmm. go on a mission and make friends with these people. Supposedly and... he's going to be like training a lot of them how to actually fight and stuff, but like you can see the action in the show is just going to be really really insane this is an interesting concept they really like these animes that have uh the sensei like you see assassination classroom it's a very sensei mm-hmm. driven like he, show he's like the uh, the koro sensei of the series yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like that it sounds interesting mm-hmm. I, i'd like to see it the animation looks good it looks very modern kind of looks like uh uh gants 
uh, are gaunts in some ways. And yeah, a little bit, yeah. But the I main mean, character does not look... action scenes, though, man. Like, this one's just really going to pile it on. And it's, it's good to see a show, like, with some good attention to detail because, you know, like I said, I like Naruto, but lately the animation has been kind of eh. You know, yeah. It's been on the downslope a little bit, mostly because it's filler episodes. But uh, One Punch Man, that's another one that I'm really looking forward to see. Um, another one that hopefully will be really good is a brand new Lupin the Third anime series, which may or may not sound familiar to you. It is a show that did air on Adult Swim a couple years ago. It's basically about this French thief and his team of thieves who go around the world and um, just they steal stuff with these like elaborate heists. And what's really unique about the show is the art style. It definitely looks kind of like a 1970s anime, um, which... Uh, Christian, can you actually pull that up real quick? I know you're looking at the One Punch Man action scene. Um, but this is that show. It's got like a really old school classic style to it. But it's uh, like I said, it's this group of thieves that all like specialize in like something good. Like this guy right here, he's like a great sharpshooter. They have a freaking samurai on the team because why the hell not? It's an anime. Uh, <laughs> uh, they got to have the female member of the group. But uh, what's really interesting is if you've ever heard of the Japanese uh, animator uh, Hal Miyazaki. Uh, the very first movie that he ever made uh, was actually a Lupin movie back in the 70s. Oh, really? I didn't uh, yeah, know that. Yeah, it's called uh, Lupin III, The Castle of Cogliostro. And uh, even uh, going back to Steven Spielberg, uh, he doesn't talk about animation much, but he, uh, I believe, even commented that uh, Lupin III, uh, The Castle of Cogliostro, was like one of the greatest action movies that he's ever seen. And that's an anime from the 1970s. Uh, but obviously, it's, it's kind of like slapsticky, cartoony, over the top, but it's got this super old school style that you never see in anime anymore, and it's a really bold choice for them to go with that direction. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm looking at, it almost looks like a like a French animation. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I know that it, that's what it seems like it's going for. Yeah, um, in fact, uh, it's actually already aired its first episode in France. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that was I was shocked because I remember you know I used to I had French back in the day, and. That actually reminds me of a lot of those older cartoons. Mm. <laughs> Christian's over here watching scenes from One Punch Man. I want to see if it's any good. look pretty freaking insane. I don't even know what to really make of what's going on. It looks like some dude's fighting a giant who's like punching constantly. It looks like a freaking titan. Yeah. That's what I was... <laughs> that's what I was seeing. We'll see if it's any good. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, One Punch Man actually has me interested. Mm-hmm. That looks like something uh, worth watching. Yeah, it starts next week, so it's it's going to be huge. That starts the same week. Um, I believe that's also when uh, Lupin starts. There's also a brand new Gundam anime, which I'm really freaking excited about. If you want to see giant robots beating the shit out of each other with some uh, uh, war as hell overtones, then check it out. It's going to be good. It's going to be called uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Taketsu no Orphans, which is, uh, I don't know what to take from that title. But it looks like it's going to be a very militaristic-styled Gundam, which I think is going to be a nice change of pace. Uh, the new mobile suit designs look really freaking awesome. You guys know you've been watching the channel for a long time. I'm a huge Gundam nut, so that's definitely going to be a part of the uh, channel's lineup. And, of course, there's the very disappointing uh, Seraph of the End, which is a show that started last year. Uh, the second part of the season will be beginning up again. I hope they up their game in the second half. Um, I was thinking about not reviewing it, but since I did all the first half, I am going to review the second half. Uh, but that's just a couple of the shows which are going to be in the uh, fall anime lineup. So if uh, you guys have a specific show that you want us to review or look at, please uh, let us know in the comments below. Tell us why, what you're looking forward to. It'll be really helpful because there are just going to be so many amazing things to watch this year. And the cool thing is a lot of them you can watch for free online and really high quality. So make sure to check those out. 
Yeah. So I, I am excited to see a few of these. The uh, the Attack on Titan spinoff and the uh, Gundam Oh, looks yeah. Cool. Didn't even mention the Attack on Titan spinoff. It, it's not the next season of Attack on Titan, but it's a comedy version of the show. It's, I love all the counters on it, this it, website. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's the most useful thing. Um, it's going to be like, I think they're chibiized versions of the characters. They're tiny, cutesy versions. And, you know... I don't know. I wonder what happens when they get eaten in that form. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think there's going to be any violence. Like, if someone gets, like, their head bitten off or something, I think it's going to be really slapsticky. Kind of like that Rock Lee show they did. You know, Nart. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it's going to be just like that. But basically, this is just filler reminding people that, hey, we're working on season two, but it's not quite ready yet. It'll be here in 2016. Um, but if you guys want me to review the show, let me know in the comments below, because I could always use a challenge. I rarely review, uh, comedy anime, so, uh, that would be a nice change of pace. And I'm a huge fan of Attack on Titan, so I can't wait to see how they're going to ruin it. So, <laughs> so uh, there it is. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and end there today. No, no, no. I want, I want Rob to, uh, read the uh, title for this one up here. Okay. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. Anatory X. Yeah. Oh, you want me to continue? Yeah, read the uh, actual, like... Here's Anatory X, the synopsis. Oh, boy. The anime follows five young women who are aiming to become idols as they do different exercise routines such as push-ups, sit-ups, dance, yoga, stretching, tai chi, and more. How the hell is this an actual (laughs) fucking anime? Well, that shows you what it's all about. Holy hell! There are some weird anime out there. Like, there's literally every type of genre, even genres that never existed, get tapped. Here's a card fighting anime, like Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. Ugh, God, they're always around. (laughs) Yeah, so, anyway, Rob, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. And, uh, Corey, uh, do you mind reading our last outro? But thank you guys again so much for watching. Yeah, thank you guys for watching. Uh, make sure to leave us your viewer questions, topic ideas that you want to hear from us. You can remember, you can check us out at uh, SuperComedyGuru9000 on YouTube. You can check us out on social media. But uh, before we leave, I also just want to go ahead and thank our network, Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel gives us the ability to speak our minds, which is awesome because it means we're not robots and we can just say whatever we want and have a nice, fun show that you guys can enjoy. So if you want to continue to enjoy that show, I highly recommend checking out the other shows at RogueIntel.com. And if you want to help keep the network going... Please head over to rogueintel.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. Whatever you want to buy. I mean, whether it be video games or pantaloons or anything. Just it'll help support all of our shows. It'll help support Rogue Intel. So please check that out. And it doesn't cost you any extra. So thank you guys again for watching. See you next time. What's up, guys? It's Shane from Now That I'm Older. Check out Pure Orgasmic Love on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Sex, 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 one of the most amazingly diverse topics on the planet. And each week, Dragonfly and Swamp Ape will discuss and educate on topics involving love, relationships, and you guessed it, one of their favorites, sex. Pure Orgasmic Love. Find them on RogueIntel.com. Intel.com.